calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey, you guys, it's episode 126 of Please Advise. I'm Malls, and I'm brought back one of your favorites, Ronnie Karam. Hi. Hi, love. Hi. Can I tell you something? Oh, wait, go ahead. You were about to say something. No, I just like sitting here because I can see everything in your office. You've got so many things, and I just happen to look at, I like you. I'll kill you last. Oh, that little patch someone gave me. Yeah, I like that. Do you want it? Uh, well, I don't want to just take stuff. I, I mean, mean, I'll no. take something bigger. I'm trying. I'm tr- you'll take something bigger. <laughs> I'm trying to shed. Uh, Your TV is really things. nice too, actually. Thanks. Um, oh, do you want it? Um, okay, no, I'll I am one of those people that if someone compliments my jewelry, like I'll just take it off my finger and be like, "Here, have it." Um, I've tried to be less of that person because people don't really respect you when you do that. No, um, no. I do that emotionally. I want to say something. I had a really good experience this week with my neighbors and that I forgot to take my trash down the street on Wednesday night. And I had forgotten the Wednesday before as well. And if you don't take the trash down the street, you fucked. Because like if you live up here, like you – I live up – like I live in a place that you can only describe as up here. Like it's all the way up a street. It's up a a hill. Yeah, That's up another hill. That's like – it's a very – it's a dramatic – it's a dramatic – leap to the top here and yeah, so siri doesn't even bother finishing with the direction oh, she's she like okay like, turn on this street okay and i'm like well where else there's yeah. like all these twisties yeah trust me there's all these twisties trust me my relationship with lyft and uber drivers is so has so suffered because i have no patience for their shit where it's like if they make me walk down like half a mile down to the cul-de-sac in my high heels like i'll kill you Like, I will kill you. Like, and like when they argue with me and they're like, I'm here. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm looking at the map. You have to keep driving up. And they're like, there is nowhere to drive up. I did drive up. And I'm like, no, keep driving. Like, that's not a driveway. That's a continuation of the street. Like, use your fucking eyes. And then I'm like, Molly, stop being a bitch. But listen, so I forgot to take my trash out. I forgot to take it out the week before. 
if you you know if you follow me on Snapchat, you know taking out my trash can is a ceremonious time of the week for me. I do it every week. Haul that can up and down the street. Yeah, those are things you don't think of when you're looking at a house to buy. No. How far do I have to carry the trash down the hill? It didn't even occur to me. Yeah, that that there would be a day that I had to carry a. An entire trash can down a hill. And pay for the privilege. And pay for the privilege a, of then it. you get a bill. Because also, like, one time I accidentally, one time, I accidentally threw away a potted plant in my recycling or in my land or my my yard trimmings thing. Oh, no. And I got, my accountant got a letter. My accountant, who like, pays my bill person. She forwarded me a letter. And the only other time I've been this embarrassed was when um, a cable company wrote saying that like I pirated an episode of Pretty Little Liars from them and they had my IP address. I just got my first one of those. Oh, you so did? Mad. I'm like, I'm not going down for that stupid Coen Brothers movie. Like, I'm really like, I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'll go down for that. The shame of getting that email from <laughs> Debbie being like, so someone likes Pretty Little Liars. Like, I was like, fuck off, Debbie. Like, I know. I'm like, yes. I'm like, this is the saddest email I've ever gotten. Thank you. Um, I didn't think it could get sadder than some of the other emails I've gotten in my life. But look, here it is. So. I forgot to bring my tra- – I oh, so I got a letter from the city of Glendale saying that I put the wrong thing in my in my, in my my yard trimming thing. And I was like, oh, I didn't know they'd do, like, follow-up on that. Like, Isn't it funny how when you need something from the city, it takes months and months, but you leave a goddamn potted plant or something yeah. in the tree trimming thing and they have someone to write a letter? Because sometimes, like, uh, you know, my trash can gets full and then I – you know, I'm like, can I just throw this like pineapple in my recycling bin? And is it going to come back to me? Short answer. Yeah, it's going to come back to you. I had no idea. <laughs> so I forgot to take my trash out. And I just I had gone out drinking on Wednesday with my friend Stephen Ray Morris, who does the Lifetime podcast. And he, um, you know, Stephen and he and I were out drinking late. And then I just forgot it was Wednesday. I thought maybe it was Tuesday. And so I wake up and I look on at, on Thursday morning. I wake up late and I had I have the worst migraine ever. And I'm like, oh fuck, it's trash day. I gotta bring my trash down the street today. Uh. It's Thursday. I had already forgotten for two weeks in a row. My thing was already at the brim. All I'm thinking about is like, what am I gonna do all week? What's Martha the, Martha gonna do on Monday? Like my cleaning lady is amazing, but also doesn't really like understand curveballs like that. Like if I'm like Martha, like you know, I the trash can is full. And it won't be empty till Wednesday. Like she'll just stack a bunch of trash in my dry in my like um garage. And I'm like, well, that's I don't think that's the answer either. Like we gotta figure out some sort of middle option. Um, my neighbor brought it down the street for me, and then he brought it back up the street for me. I didn't realize this whole time my trash was emptied, and it was because my neighbor had the courteous thought of being like, It's late Wednesday night. Molly hasn't brought her trash can down the street yet. I don't think she brought it down last week either. Like, oh, that well, I'll is just so do- nice. It was so I like wrote them a letter last night and I was like, I don't deserve you. Like, thank you so much for doing that. Like, and please do it again. And every please, week. like, and please also, <laughs> if you want to make this a regular thing, it seems like you are much more burly than I am. I mean, even the chick in that family is more burly than I am. Like, they're just both like they're <laughs> like you know they're like warriors. Like, I don't even I didn't even know she was pregnant. She had a baby. <laughs> and and I didn't know she was pregnant the whole time. One day I started hearing a baby cry and I was like, I think they fucking like kidnapped a baby. <laughs> and then like or like they maybe like they're doing like a full time babysitting thing now. And then I re- and then one day I see her like get out of the car. She's holding a little like um, car seat. I'm like, hey, whose baby is that? And she was like, it's mine. 
And I was like, when were you pregnant? She was like, the whole time you've lived here. And I was like, what? I just thought she was like, I just thought she was like kind of like a bigger lady. I didn't realize that she was pregnant. Like she wore it in a very interesting way. I never, I like, I have no idea. She wore that baby on her hips. I mean, I have no idea where that baby was inside of her body. And now that it's out in the world, I'm shocked. I was like, I refer to it as secret baby. I told her, I said, I had no idea that secret baby was yours. It's like the reverse of what people get offended at. Because normally people get offended when they're not pregnant at all. People are like, when she, when she do, when do you do? And this is like, I never even noticed you were pregnant. Yeah. So what do you normally look like? like what do you, what's your deal? <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Oh, man. So tell me what's new with you. You've um, been traveling. Literally nothing. No, I have not been traveling. I've been in my house just recording a million podcasts a week. I never leave. I never do anything. I thought you were in New York. No, I go in the spring. Oh, wait. Okay. Well, wait. I know that, but I thought I, thought I saw on some sort of social that you had been in New York. Mm-mm. Oh, that's Ben. Oh. Oh my God, you're getting no, me confused I'm not, with no, Ben. No, 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 I'm not getting you confused. Well, that's with ben. a good one to get confused with. I mean, no, He's but thin. I didn't. He's I would very thin. Ben. I, I don't even know if I. I mean, I, mean, I don't mean this in a shitty way. I don't know if I follow Ben on Instagram. I, I was definitely like, oh, Ronnie's in New York. No, because no. I've been thinking about how I hadn't been seeing you, and then one night you sent me just like a video of you on the street being like, hey. <laughs> I don't know if you forgot about me, but we're still friends and we're going to be friends, okay? And I was like, oh, I love him. I was so happy to hear from you. So, yeah, I get lonely, you know, and I, I have to keep my friends like on an iCal. Like, call this person. You have to make an effort or you will die alone. I know. I had a friend not invite me to his birthday party this year. And, why? How I rude. Was, well, I was pretty devastated by it when I and then I like called him up on the phone and I just was like, "Hey, like, someone asked me if I was coming to your birthday and I'm not coming to your birthday because I didn't know you were having one and I don't care about that, but like, I just want to make sure you're like we're okay because I love you." And he was like, "Oh, he's like, I just kind of felt like we had drifted apart and like you hadn't really been contacting me much," and I'm like. Well, that wasn't like because I don't like you. Like I just like yeah, don't. No sometimes kidding. I just like don't. Sometimes I you know, there's. It's just it's hard to remember to always pick up the phone, especially when everyone you assume other people are busy too. That happened to yeah, me. Yeah, we're all, all busy. The time you know, when and I was it's working not like on the you show, can get get together and get shit faced every damn day. I mean, that's pretty much what you do with your friends, right? Right, totally. Well, this I person doesn't even lunch. drink. Yeah, exactly. And like, also, like this person is like one of the busiest, most successful people I know. And so, I think I've kind of done to him what people did to me when I was at Two Broke Girls and working on the website, which is that I just stopped. Like, I just started seeing on social media like large groups of my friends at the pool together, and I'd be like, um, excuse me. <sighs> And they'd be like, oh, you're just always busy. We forgot to invite you. And I was like, Yeah, oh. keep me on the list at least. Dude, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like it's it is that moment where it's like, oh shit. Um, I have, I have to do a better job keeping in touch. Are have you been yeah. having winter depression at all? I have every season depression. I have okay. like every kind of flavor, any kind of reason. <laughs> I got like fat depression, winter depression. When it's summer, I get look, I'm sweating. I'm not built for this. I'm sweating like Bob from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm not built. <laughs> I get depressed like Homeland's going to be over soon and not much has happened. I'm depressed. Medium yeah. was canceled a long time ago. Depressed. <laughs> I, I love that you love Medium. I love Medium too. It's an amazing show. I went to London and sat in a hotel room for a week and watched Medium. <laughs> That's like my relationship with travel and television. That's an amazing show. It's like I would just like to go to a foreign country, 
walk around for maybe a couple hours, get a few drinks, go back to my room a little drunk, and watch Medium and till watch I medium, fell asleep. Because she's always a little drunk too, the main character. Oh, yeah. And by the way, so I like met someone who knows her, Alison Dubois. Oh, the real one? The real one. Oh, she's terrifying. And like people, they said like it is kind of common in the psychic medium community to have a drinking problem. Because like it's always kind of hinted at that she has a drinking problem on on the show. Yeah, she like, drink. She's always they always show her drinking at night. Yeah, or she'll just like pass out on the couch with like a beer next to her, and it's like <laughs> Patricia Arquette, whose stepdad are yeah, you? Because in every other way, she's totally innocent on that show. Yeah, like, she doesn't do anything wrong. She's a really good person. Then she's like, okay, I'm getting drunk now. But she's just like, I at night I have to get drunk to black out the spirits talking to me. And apparently that's a very common thing in the psychic medium community is like some sort of addiction issue because you're hearing shit all the time. And yeah. you need to like back that spiritual world away from your real world for two. Well, her husband on that show, Joe, he, the guy who played Joe, and yeah. he played like the biggest wuss. He was always like, Allison. Another dead person? Are you sure this time? It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, season five. I think you should know by now that it's really a dead person, Jeff. Like, he'd always be like, oh, another nightmare. And be like, dude, have you not figured out that she solves major crimes and yeah, saves like lives? A serial and- <laughs> killer, dude. He's like, well, I did make some spaghetti. It's like, oh, really, Joe? You went all out and boiled some spaghetti yeah. and you're upset that no one came home to eat it. Oh, yeah. Shut he's up, Joe. Al- Joe is always so pissed about the amount of alone time he has or, yeah. like, how little help he has with the kids or, like, if he has to drive them to school because she's solving a murder. Um, yeah, and he doesn't even do anything. Like, Isn't he, like, a writer or something? He's like, I'm working on my novel, Allison. Shut up, Joe. Make make the spaghetti. <laughs> but that actor is actually on Homeland this season um, playing an Alex Jones type of what? Character. Who is that actor? He's famous. He's like a famous kind of guy. He, I know him as Joe, and that's all I can see him as. So seeing him play Alex Jones, you know who Alex Jones is, right? He's like the conspiracy. Uh, he, has, uh, he talks like that. He's all about conspiracy. Is he a real guy? Yeah, he's a real guy. He's, he's been around forever. I and, love um, that. Joe's playing him, and it's so awkward seeing Joe play this guy because he's doing a character. Yeah. He's like, well, the Republicans want to kill everybody. You know, he's trying to do – yeah, see, Wags? It's terrifying, Wags, right? you don't like that. That's some bad acting your dog doesn't like. <laughs> and it's weird seeing Joe do it. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Sweet. So why do they have a real-life person being portrayed on Homeland? Because he's like a leader kind of of the alt-right. Mm-hmm. You know what they, and so that's part of Homeland. Oh my God. I have to tell you. So I had, I never watched my DVR, which is, um, I honestly like feel like I should cancel my cable because I'm, I just hate charter so much. The menu, there's no way to look up something manually, like to go through the alphabet and like click the letters and say, like, I want to watch Real Housewives of whatever. And then all the Real Housewives come up. No, you have to like literally go through, you have to cycle through Bravo till one day. Maybe seven days down the line, an episode of some sort of reality TV show is on, and then you can click it and like find it. But there's Charter has the worst menu of all time, so I never use it, and I rarely watch anything on my DVR, which is all wife swap, intervention, um, sixty days in that Leah Remini Scientology thing, everything about Jean Benet ever made, <laughs> and then um, like occasionally I'll remember to um, watch a documentary. I just reminded myself I need to watch Louis Thoreau's new Scient- Scientology documentary that came out yesterday. So mine were mine were all The Good Wife. All like the- everything <laughs> on my last DVR was. I was like, do you need this many Good Wife episodes? You're getting rid of this DVR. It's, it feels so good though, doesn't it, to just like come home and know that you have like 
900 episodes of a show that soothes your soul like on yeah. like i i had to stop dvring svu because like i would just be like yes like record anytime it airs and like i would, would come home and there'd be like 97 episodes of law and order svu on my tv oh, it's on 20 times a day Oh, hi. You Wags. decided to hate me again? Wags goes in and out. <laughs> it's, so, it's so sad to listen to. It's like a, it's like a slow <laughs> lion. It's like... <laughs> My dog has started doing this thing like when he's laying down and I pet him. He goes... <laughs> <laughs> how old is Bueller? And I'm like, what are you, 90? <laughs> are you crying? Like, how old is Bueller? He's five. Okay. But oh, he's, he's a little like baby. he's 90 all of a sudden. He's like... oh. <laughs> and it sounds sad, like, oh, you're petting me. Finally. Like, I feel him release. <laughs> like I feel him release, like, <sighs> like he just gets calm. Like, what were you so stressing dramatic. out about? They're so like, dramatic. I'm here all day staring yeah. at you. What are you so dramatic about? <laughs> this morning before, I didn't wake up in time for Wagon Stuff's pleasure. So his way of waking me up was to climb up on my pillow and lay on my head. <laughs> and to the point where I couldn't even use my pillow anymore. And I woke up like halfway down the bed like this. Like I was just like at the end of the foot of my bed all scrunched up like a, like a slug. Um, and I'm like, Wags, you all, you are always figuring out new ways to fuck me. That's what I love about you, baby. Um, but I just watched that Enlighten Us movie. Have you heard of this documentary called Enlighten Us? No, what is that? Okay, so there's this self-help guru, which I've decided is like, probably my new career i really think i need to be a self-help guru like i think i'd be so good at it i'm you kind so, of are aren't you? i'm so full of shit i can tell anyone anything they want to hear like in a convincing tone i've been practicing for years basically yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say i mean you pretty pretty much already do that right you just yeah. need a couple of books with some flowers on them exactly i mean and and i'm like do i even need to write the book like maybe i can just release an audio cd of me like giving affirmations or something affirmations like you aren't good enough but you could be one day like, i would like some <laughs> real self-help like you don't deserve love at this state but you could deserve it if you worked a little harder there's nothing wrong with yourself. settling <laughs> um, <laughs> is it settling or are you being honest with yourself um no but so this movie enlightenness is about that guy john ray something he was a famous motivational speaker um, and kind of like on a Tony Robbins level, and he became huge through Oprah when he he was basically one of the secrets. Like, I love bread. <laughs> I love bread. <laughs> we know Oprah. Like Oprah's <laughs> shocking everybody in the world. We I know you like bread, bread, girl. We know. I have always wondered what her trigger foods are. Just get. I mean, I think her trigger is just like anytime Gail like doesn't call her back. Right in time, she's like, <laughs> she's what did like, I do? I need a loaf. Yeah, she's just like Stedman, bring me a crusty loaf of sourdough. <laughs> I'm sorry I to love Gail, you. but I also love bread. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you. So uh, he got famous through Oprah. So he got famous through Oprah because when The Secret came out, Oprah was super into it. And she had like a bunch of like secret kind of thought leaders, not like the Uh woman who wrote the book, but just like thought leaders. Uh And then he did a really great job on his first Oprah appearance. And um, she invited him back just him, which was like a big deal for him. So his career blew up from there. And his whole thing is basically – it's very Tony Robbins-esque. It's about the power of positive thinking and – those kind I mean, I just kept thinking to myself, like, this one woman says it. Well, so anyway, before I get to that, he did this event in, in 
He did events all over the world. It cost like $100,000 to follow him around. I had a college boyfriend that did that with Tony Robbins and it changed his life. But that only really helps pathetic people. Um, and <laughs> like, I mean, if you can't put those things together on your own, like, sorry, if you have to pay someone $100,000 to tell you to just like stop being such a fucking bitch for two seconds, yeah. like you, you have a major problem. Um, but so he had this like ceremony that he did in, in Arizona where the first day it was like, uh, they did like some sort of like Native American, like spearhead finding thing. And then the next oh, day Lord. they, then they started to fast and then they did, a vision quest the next day and then the last day of this thing was the big this is the big to do and like people who had done this in the past like loved it it's like the big thing that you're leading for which is a sweat lodge ceremony which is a native american tradition but this guy has decided to take his own little twist on it and like first of all it's illegal to do something like a native american sweat ceremony and say that it's a legitimate thing that's there's actually there's um there's a legality behind it. Like you legally cannot pretend that you're having a Native American ceremony. And Native Americans also really highly frown upon taking their ceremonies and charging people for it because within their own communities, they're they don't charge. So um I know, of- but their communities need some financial help. To be <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I think um, that's your problem, guys. You might want to start charging for the sweat lodge. Well, they'd be only be charging their own peeps. So, but anyway, so this guy like has a sweat lodge built. Decides to cl- cover it with, like, plastic tarps and shit like that, like, non-breathable materials. And then tells all these people, there's, like, 80 of them, tells them to go into this sweat lodge. And they do eight rounds of hot stones on water. And, like, people in the, in the thing start to get really, really sick. Long story short, three people die as a result of this Native American sweat lodge ceremony that he had set up. Quote, unquote, Native American. And he immediately fled the scene when it happened, and he admitted, wound up admitting later that he was afraid. He did it because he was afraid, and everyone who was at the thing told were told that they couldn't contact him because he was in prayer and meditation. And um, he wound up getting arrested and tried, and he basically wound up getting tried for like negligent homicide because there was a few times during the whole experience people were saying like, you can't try someone for a murder on something that these people voluntarily did. But, like, there was a subtle coaxing to to participate. Like, a lot of people said that they were scared that they would be disappointing him subtly through Well, and also you paid a hundred grand. So if somebody's, like, going to that sweat lodge, you just figure, okay, that's safe. Yeah, this one particular event, in particular, people paid $9,600 to be there. Whoa. Like, that is crazy. Like, that's, like, half of the average American's annual salary jesus just turn off your air conditioner and cry at home what the fuck is wrong with people (laughs) i mean that's what i kept thinking so so he okay so after the fact there's this woman she's like doing her testimonial and she was one of the people that was there that weekend and she was next to a woman who who's who died she slipped into a coma in the room and they had said to John, like, John, like, Kirby is, like, not breathing. And they were, like, Lisa's, like, does she's not moving. And, like, and he was, like, well, then she'll have to leave when we open the door again. She'll have to sit through this round because this we already shut the door. So this oh, well, was, that's murder. You can't right. just, like, keep somebody in there. Exactly. And that's where they said that you have, like, ne- it was negligent homicide. He wound up only doing five years in prison. But this one woman during her testimonial said something like, you know, it just, like, occurred to me, like, I didn't need to go to any more networking events or spiritual events to find out who I was as a person. 
And I'm sitting in bed alone thinking to myself, having been alone, having felt like a piece of shit all day because I woke up hungover with a migraine thinking that my trash hadn't been brought out. Uh And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I am so glad that not one part of me thinks an appropriate move would be to go to a networking event for literally anything. Oh, God. They're the most depressing things if I had moved to America with no friends, nothing to do, literally had probably been chained and beaten and hid in a closet my entire <laughs> life, I would like to think that there would still be a part of me that's like, a networking event with a spiritual advisor is not the answer. Yeah, that's not the answer. Like, all you're going to do is find a bunch of other sads. Oh, man. Well, I noticed, uh, you know, I used to be in shape. I got through periods where I'm like thin and in shape. It's been a while. But I used to go <laughs> up and down rapidly. And when I was in shape, I would do yoga. Mm-hmm. And I learned that those are the craziest people in the fucking world. Yeah. Those people who do yoga. They're so trying not to, you know, snort meth, basically, or murder someone. They're they're dealing with – a lot of them are dealing with such rage issues. And so it's good. You know, they're doing yoga to get to get it out. Yeah. But so much of the self-help stuff, you, whenever you go into those environments, it's kind of scary people. I went to the Marianne – oh, this I'm going to get in trouble for saying some of this stuff probably. Sorry. It's L.A., but – I went mm-hmm. to a Marianne Williamson event. Mm-hmm. I've listened to all of her books. Yeah, because I like her. Yeah. And so, and she does an event every Monday. And I was just in a weird place, and a friend suggested I go. And I was like, okay. And it was like being at church, like a really, really into it church, mm-hmm. you know, where people are like, really like, how are you today? Is Lord bless you good? You know, that kind of church where it's not just church. It's like there's something else weird going on. Right. It's like a ceremony. Yeah. Like they're going to hurt you in some way. But they don't, of course. But it was kind of like that. And I was like, these people are all crazy. I was just looking around. I was like, everybody's crazy. You know, we're all looking for some answer. But I mean, part of life, they don't call it human suffering for nothing, honey. I mean, they're like, you know, and I don't want to like dislike religions, but like that is what agape was for a lot of people which is a church that was like largely based in that sort of power positive thinking spirituality mm-hmm. thing um same thing with like you know kabbalah was so big and just like attracting the lost soul in la mm-hmm. as a trendy sort of thing a trendy alternative i'm not comparing it to scientology but when a religion costs a fuck ton of money to get involved on the ground level that's where i really start to when question it's only rich people with the red string yeah that's weird because you don't see poor people even just buying their own red string and putting it on yeah because like the rich people are like i don't know you take that off like yeah. you didn't get that the re- the regular string center. Yeah. That's, that's some Amazon string right there. You better get that shit off. Should I? Should I, I bet they do sell Kabbalah bracelets on Amazon now. They probably do, but I'll bet you'll get caught. Yeah, if you don't do it. They probably have like some special code. Dude, I was watching Britney Spears's uh, chaotic um, series again. I'm doing like a little mini series on it for emotionally broken psychos, where I break down every episode, and that's her Onyx Hotel tour, which is like. Um, I think she does boys and womanizer and all that and all that shit on that tour. And um, yeah. it was when she was with Kevin Vetterline. And like, there's this really like, there's this scene in Chaotic where she's doing a ballad, and like her hand and she's on a swing and her hand is up holding the swing rope, and just all you see is this bright red Kabbalah bracelet on. And I'm like, that is so intentional, Brittany. Like, literally, there's nothing unintentional on your body right now. Like, you have been styled by a team of like 45 people, but for some reason, you still have this red string bracelet on, and that's the hand that you're using to hold. It was just such a statement. It's like I was like, we get it, Brittany. <laughs> you went to the Kabbalah Center. I'm and like, you see, crazy. I know. I'm trying to hold on to you as as hard as I can. Yeah. 
crazy. It's crazy. And a lot of people, I don't think religion is crazy or positive thinking is crazy. I've read every self-help book there is, at least up until 10 years ago when I was like, I've literally read all these books. And they just kind of, everybody reprints them in their own way. So I'm all for that. I'm not against it. It's just sometimes, like, uh, The Secret's a perfect example of when people were, like, getting so into a self-help thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody I knew was just secreting a parking space. And we would all yeah, talk about it. Like, yeah. I totally secreted this parking space uh-huh. right in front of the building. Like, really? We all did it? Everyone in this party secreted Not a parking, parking space? space. And yeah. it's just like, that's, they would get mad. Like, I've been positive. I woke up positive today. And it was a shitty day. It's like, well, that doesn't change everything. That's stupid. always what concerns me about <laughs> people. to get a job, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Like, oh, sorry. Sorry it didn't work out. Um, But... <laughs> I, I really like when I found out what the secret was, I was like, oh, I've kind of low key been doing that my whole life. Like, what do you mean? Just like picturing myself in extravagant places doing extravagant things. Like, yeah, I've been doing that my whole fucking life. Like, it makes me uncomfortable to think that someone, it wouldn't occur to someone to like fantasize about being in a cool position or like getting to do something like special or well, awesome. it's like a really long way of saying make a to-do list basically right right secret. right it's yeah like, imagine yourself you know you want to be a writer a comedic writer and work on a sitcom and blah 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 well you didn't get that just from thinking about it yeah but you got it because you had that as a goal and a yeah because they know? always say like make your make your set your intentions and then you have to do something to set your intention into motion yeah, so you like have to do something yeah, like I want to work in real estate and then you go online and you Google a real estate company and you actively email them and say like, are you taking new agents? Like those are – that's the kind of thing. It's like it's not that magical. Like, and it you're seems re- like it is because yeah. once you do make the effort, like you do put the action out there, then weird things will happen. Like you'll get mm-hmm. a rando call a week later from someone you've never met yeah. asking you to come do a show or whatever it is. but. But that's like the cyclical nature of – I think it's basically just a way for people to keep positive when they're waiting for life's cycle to go to its next level. Mm -hmm. I've noticed life does work in cycles 100%. And I've been in a really tough one like the last two two years. And I've never – and I've been talking about this more recently because it hit me. Like my whole life like dealing with depression or anything else, I started to – I started to, like, find a groove with it around a certain age where I realized, like, yeah, things suck right now, but, like, they have consistently always forever gotten better at some point, and you've wound up in an even better position than you ever thought you could be in. Mm-hmm. And, like, for the last two years, there's been, like, you know, some great things. Like, Hell Giggles Selling was a great thing, but that has not taken away, like, the fact that I feel like I keep getting punched around every corner. Like, mm-hmm. everything is, like, a big su- fucking surprise. Like, nothing works out. Like, you're dating a guy. I literally had a guy. I was just telling this to Christina. Dating this guy, like, very, very casually. Honestly, I just wanted to have sex with someone that I felt comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And we, like, hooked up a few times. We've been friends for a while. But, like, he sent me a text basically saying, like, I feel like I'm in an ocean right now. And anytime something or someone tries to pull me close to shore, I feel like I have to go back out to the ocean because there's a better me out there somewhere. And like, I basically was just like, so what you're saying is that you think you can do better than me. Yes. That's a very fancy way of saying I'm staying in the ocean boat. Yeah. Like, sorry. Thanks Island. Uh, (laughs) But like, I'm going to go back out here and find a better me somewhere. And I'm just like, you know, the last guy who thought he was better than me is fucking homeless. Like, literally, 
no, I mean, like, he's not. But, you know, like, the last guy I dated who was like, oh, no, 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 like, I'm a little bit better than you. Like, he's not, he's doing not too great in his life right now. And the irony of that whole thing is that th- that guy that said the ocean thing to me knows my ex that thought he was better than me and, like, has totally been like, so that guy's never going anywhere with his life, huh? And I've been like, not, no. Like, he's well, not. people who stay in the ocean too long get eaten by damn sharks. And I'm also like, dude, you're like in your mid to late 30s. Like, can we be real about how big that ocean is for you? Because, like, I'm about to see you drown because your bones are frail and brittle and you can't tread water much longer. <laughs> yeah. You're like, leaking calcium, buddy, at this point. <laughs> like, come, come to shore. But also, he's not only saying he's better than you. He's saying, me being with you is the right now. Now me, but I want to be a better version of me that wouldn't be with you. It's like, this is so rude. Like, I'll I swim out into the ocean and drown your ass in it. And now that I've thought about it for like a week, I feel like I need to say to him, like, just so you know, that's a really shitty way to like communicate your feelings to someone. Like, that's like not a good analogy. Those are people who are not trying to communicate their feelings. That's someone who just wants someone to understand them. Which we all want to be understood, but I don't want my whole life to be about unlocking your mystery or, like, putting together your puzzle. Like, can we just maybe eat dinner, fucking watch the same shows? Like, really, I don't require all that much. I mean, it's real, like, and I wasn't even asking for that. I wasn't asking, like, I had said to him previously, I had said, like, if you're, like, not interested or whatever, like, we can keep it moving, like, and go in our separate ways. And he was like, it's, he's like, I, he's like, I don't like to have these conversations over text. And I was like. I'm not asking you to fucking go steady with me. I'm giving you an out. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you want to, if we need to cut this off now, let's just cut it off. Yeah. And, like, we won't text each other when we're drunk and we won't, like, set up dates to hang out. Like, we won't do that. We'll just go back yeah. to being what we were before we decided to see if we liked having sex together, which, honestly, we did. So it was so weird. I just was like, do you think I'm asking to be your fucking girlfriend, dude? Some people just assume that. But yeah. everybody wants that from them, you know? Yeah, and I had kind of laid it out for him because, like, he was very, like, clear with me. He's like, just so you know, like, I'm seeing a few people right now. I was like, cool, me too. Like, I really, like, I don't, like, not every girl is going to have the reaction of a fucking 14-year-old chick when you don't. I mean, I've really gotten to a point in my 30s where if I just want to, like, bone down with someone, that's what I want to do. And, like, I, I don't need to be emotionally affected by it. Now I feel affected because I'm like, Oh, the reason why you don't want to hang out with me is because you think you're better than me. Yeah, that's some bullshit. And I'm like, and you know, Christina and I were talking and I was like, what's his thing? Like he reaches the peak of his career that he wants and then he like marries Charlize Theron. Like what does he think is going to happen to him? Like it's not going to happen. Like whatever, like, and I'm not saying like there's no one out there that's better than me. I don't want to be with someone who thinks that they're better with than, than me, like at all. Well, but but like, I don't even think it's you. He's like that with everybody. I don't trust people who don't text. Like if somebody tells me I really can't talk about this on text, that doesn't mean I want to have a conversation. It means I want you to hear me monologue for an hour about my fucking issues. You know, if you can't put that shit in a sentence, I don't want to hear it. Or they have a sneaky ass life and they're like, I don't want that in print. Oh, that's true, too. They want the evidence. People who I've noticed, I notice that in certain people that are like, hey, can I call you for a minute? Like, yeah, that's, that's when always they ask when you I'm... for Coke. It's like, you know, this, <laughs> you know, this phone could be tapped, right? That's when they ask you for Coke. You're like, try and get industry shit talk out of you. Yeah. Like, really serious shit about another person. Like, yeah. 
Uh, it, that's just like – or like I've had people do that in, in work scenarios where I'm like, you just want to get on the phone and say something fucking sneaky that's going to set me up to look bad and you to like look good ultimately. Like yeah. the, the person who wants to hop on the phone for a quick minute – Unless they're physically driving a vehicle, like, has no good intention for you. Yeah. Agreed. Fuck this dude. Yeah, fuck that dude. And he said he got me a fucking birthday present and he never gave it to me. Oh, see? What the hell? He take that back in the ocean? I know. Did the fucking, did the, did my birthday gift fall away in the ocean with his better (laughs) self somewhere out there? Maybe his better self's new girlfriend is opening. Fucking asshole. No, and the thing is, he's so not an asshole. He's just a comedy dude and I should have known. Like I yeah, that, known that's some broken people. That's I knew a whole you were trouble group when you walked broken. in. Yes. Yeah. So, was, is he an improv comedy guy or a stand-up comedy guy? I think all of the above, but like I, I don't want to specify too much. But like, it just is. I'll, yeah, I just it's like you know what? Like, can you please eat every dick? Like, just like if you, <sighs> and also the fact that like he thinks that I wouldn't put that together. That that's what he's saying is that like, oh, it's just so annoying to me. It's so annoying. It's like going out of way to hurt somebody's feelings, but trying to convince them that you're really spiritual. I don't buy it. I feel like really spiritual people don't need to talk about it all the time. The really spiritual people who have it together aren't like, you know what you should really do is look inside and find the You know what's inside? A bunch of bullshit. That's what I'm trying to get away from, okay? I'm not looking inside. Exactly. Also, looking inside is like a narcissistic, strange thing to just expect everyone to do stop looking at, why don't you take in some of the rest of the goddamn world and realize that you're fucking 37 years old and you're probably gonna die that way yeah stop trying to find yourself <laughs> you're right in front of yourself go find something better than you you know you know what i'm sorry like people can change in their lifetimes but like i'm done with the 37 year old man the 37 year old white man thinking the world's his fucking oyster like yeah, honey you're on the other half okay look i'm a 41 year old man and <clears throat> that has really i think solved my depression <laughs> Honestly, because at some point you just realize it's human nature to have depression. Life sucks, okay? One of my um, cousins has a really bad drug and alcohol problem, has since she was a kid, like a little girl. Wow. And we were talking about it one day, and she she was talking about, you know, just the pain and the reason that she uses and stuff. And I was like, well, look, I wish I could sit here and tell you that life is going to be great, and you're going to get sober, and life is going to be great. And that's not true. Life yeah. sucks. And you're going to get sober, <laughs> and you're going to be like, holy shit, life sucks. I want to be wasted, you know? Mm-hmm. But you just can't all the time. You just can't all the time. <laughs> it sucks worse when you can't and if you handle can't your stop, life. stop, yeah, yeah, it's just, I mean, you're like, nothing is worse than a completely unmanageable addicted mm-hmm. life. That's true. Yeah, it sucks. And not it's great too. sometimes, too. You know, life is great, too, but... I'm the kind of person who's so dramatic. I mean, when I'm depressed, I will gain a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. I will live in the middle of like newspapers. You know, I'm just one of those. <laughs> yeah, like, I yeah. really go full on out, yeah, crazy, um, and just drink too much and just every bad stereotype. So toxic, yeah. And um, I caught myself one time, kind of going in a rage in my house, and I caught myself in the mirror, and I was smiling. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you little bitch, you totally enjoy this. And then as I thought about it, I mean, the mushrooms helped. But as I thought about it, I realized this is a way to spend my time. When I'm depressed, I can sit there all day and watch Medium, Uh eat Domino's or Little Caesars, depending on my mood, depending how crazy I'm feeling. Smoke my pot all day. I don't know, jerk off a couple of times, you know, ignore my phone, don't do my work. And I'm like, man, I'm mad. And so that's my excuse for all of that right. stuff. Right. It's like unconscious. To have my dream yeah. day. It's too real. 
Yeah. But that's true. You know, just talking about depression, it's like, I realize I'm doing it because it's my entrance to do to do the things that I really enjoy doing, which yeah. is nothing. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, I enjoy doing nothing and getting high all day and eating pizza. So I'm going to find I'm going to make sure that I have a day a week to do that. Yeah. And really enjoy it. And it's so much more fun. You know? Yeah. I was doing very well when I limited out. We'll wrap up. I was doing very well when I limited myself to only two two nights a week of going out, no matter what. Like, period. For Saturday, Sunday included. Like, that wasn't Saturday and Sunday plus Monday and Thursday. Like, just yeah. two nights a week, period. Because I found that, one, I do need to recharge. I'm not – when I overextend myself socially, especially during the nighttime hours, like, I turn into a shell of myself. And then the time I need to recuperate is so much more intense. Like, I'm yeah. at home – I'm relaxing like it's an Olympic sport. Like that's how I relax after I've overexerted myself socially. Uh-huh. So and then and then I just sit there and I worry about my career and I worry about my bank account and I worry that I'm going to die and then I'm like if you committed suicide how many people in your life would be really mad? And then like that and that's the kind of thing that I that's the journey <laughs> that I go on is I'm like, well, I'm not going to kill myself today, but like in 10 years I think people would understand. Like that's the kind of thing thing that I start rationalizing in my head. And it's really, I don't, you're right. It's, it's, it's just, I'm realizing is stupid. that. One of my friends was like, I can't take it. I'm just going to, you know, I, I hate to admit this and I don't want you to call my mom, but I've been thinking of suicide. And I was like, well, go ahead. I mean, it's your <laughs> life. Like, I believe in the right to take your own life. If you want to kill yourself, go yeah, for it. Yeah. But the fact is you're going to die anyway. Yeah. It's not like you're going to live forever. Your alternative is always going to be to be alive. So. Also, I'm going to call major bullshit on the person that needs to run their suicide attempt through like three or four different channels before they do it like yeah. honey you don't want to kill yourself yeah, i'm still not coming over that's the person i'm still not coming <laughs> you know that's the person that would regret <laughs> that's the person that would kill themselves and then if it was possible to regret something after killing yourself regret killing themselves because they're like oh that was dramatic yeah but like as, as opposed to the people that i think truly do not want to be on this planet and i'm totally with you on that i totally think that people should have the right to be like i'm done no one mm-hmm. has to be born. You don't have to be alive. Like, you don't. I mean, you don't. And, and when people, when you see people really careening and they just feel like completely alone and they have nothing, that's when you want to help, you know. So I don't want to be totally insensitive. Like, I wouldn't say that to anybody. No, if you're like a trans but teen, is like, like crying about some, you know, it's just like typical dramatic friends when they're like, I'm going to kill myself. Like, just do it. You know, I mean, yeah. don't do it. I love you. But well, like, if you, you, if have the you right feel to do that, it. then just yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, let's take our let's take our calls. <laughs> uh, that ended weirdly. <laughs> Hi, Malls. Hi, Christina. Hi, guests. So, I just got done listening to your latest podcast, which is funny because the previous call that I was listening to, so they got done listening to the previous podcast about the micro penises. Let me tell you how excited with Glee. I'm very much enjoying you talking about. Micro penises, penises in general, jizzing, not being able to like role play, feeling ridiculous. I am a size queen. I like them big. And knock on wood, I've had great luck, usually six and a half and above. And the best I ever had was like seven and a half, eight with like amazing girth. And I'm, like, so giddy at this conversation. I really wish I was there, like, partaking in that conversation. You guys are hilarious. Um, I really just enjoy talking about, like, stuff that guys 
think it's not okay for girls to talk about. And I just love Miles and I love being a psycho and all her other pods and everything like that. All right, guys, you have a nice day. Bye. Okay, first of all, that was a solid shout out to Emotionally Broken Psychos Nation. Um, you guys, mollyandthepsychos.com if you want to join a Facebook group that's basically, oh no, they didn't, except tailored for just the shit that you care about if you are like me. 60 Days In, Real Housewives. And then we start to talk shit on YouTubers and stuff like that. Really, anyone who opens themselves up for my public consumption and their the world's public consumption, we talk we talk trash. Right. Um, thanks for, for calling in. So, Ronnie, basically like forget the exact episode but i was recounting how i had gone on a date in my when i was like 20 oh it was, i think it was jessica Lowe, and i was recounting that i had gone on a date at the age of 21 years old it was probably the fifth penis date I've, I've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. and the guy like takes it out or whatever and um it's a full-blown micropene Okay, so by micropene, do you mean a small penis? Because I, I mean hear like that term. one and a half inches unerect, three inches fully erect. If I'm being generous, so like like a pinky. It was it was smaller than a pinky. Like it was like basically like you know those like tootsie rolls that you get. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> At Christmas, midge, that the are midge. like no, no, not yeah. I don't know the ones that are like that that are like four tootsie rolls put together, like the kind of like the tootsie roll bar sort of. Oh well, that's big—a tootsie roll bar. No, 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 no. It's only like a candy bar. It's like it's like um. Oh, like, like a, the little, it, like the little fun size. Yeah, kind of like a fun size, but not the teeny tiny ones you get at the bank. Like the ones that I are. I think the fun size is the midge, but I could be. Confused. It could be a midge. It could be a midge, and maybe that's. So what was his attitude when he whipped it out? Was he just like, "Yeah, so, it's my dick." No, he's my dick. Uh, <laughs> or was he like, "I'm sorry"? Well, like, no, what was his? I he was. I, well, as I said, like on the podcast at that time, like he was very like generous about going down on <laughs> some girls. You know, he's got one of those hand exercise machines. He's like doing everything he can. Yeah. I mean, like, and which I have to say, I like, I respect the fuck out of that. Like, I respect knowing your your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and then compensating for those in other ways, right? Um, Yeah. When I date somebody, I I bring along someone else to hug them. (laughs) (laughs) Know your faults. Know your faults. (laughs) Honey. Um, But. I want to just backtrack really, really quick and say that when I first started this podcast, I was in a relationship and then I was out of a relationship, but not really dealing with it great. And then I had a new boyfriend and then I was single again and then I had a new boyfriend and then I was single again. Those were two short lived little relationships, three month relationships, like kind of within a similar window. So and I generally have never been the girl who talks about her sex life. Like, back on my Tumblr back in the day, like, that was really the one area I didn't touch. Like, I would refer to my dating life sometimes, but never specifics and definitely never sex. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, some sort of damn broke. Um, <laughs> because I – well, one, I just – I think I stopped feeling it like it was important to get married or, like, that was some sort of end goal for me um, of any kind. Like, now I can – I'm just, like, afraid someone's going to take my house or, like, <laughs> use me, like – like or whatever. Well, that's um, reasonable. And you've also been watching a lot of Lifetime. I'm watching a lot of it Lifetime. Ma- makes it more difficult to date. Yeah. And like then to be honest, and it's like, you know, the climate out here is like either this guy that like literally like our second date we were like hooking up. He's like, like, do you want to have a baby? And I was like, no. <laughs> like I absolutely I was like, what is wrong with you? He's like, I have really good DNA. And I'm like, I'm good. Like, I'm really good. Uh, fully good on this. And it was like the last time we went out. That was like a unicorn that you found. I know. Because most guys here, baby? yeah, most guys here, like, so 
would you or would you not be willing to have an abortion? Yes. Tell me right now. And then you know, there's that's also a like question. ocean guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like in LA, it's like you're either dealing with ocean guy or like you meet a guy that's like so fucked up that you're just like, what? Why would you don't even know me? Like, why would you want to know me for the rest of your life? Guaranteed. Like, not even 18 years. Like, I will, you will know me till we fucking die if we decide to have a kid tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know someone in a in a marriage like that right now where he's like leaving his wife because he's never been able to be faithful to her because they were living in L.A. in their 30s. And he was just like, she's like, do you want to have a baby? And he's like, I don't know, I guess. And like now they're like going through this whole fucking thing because he was never the type of guy that should have just like decided to have a baby gun to his head. Yeah. So anyway. I just because I think I'm not because I think I'm not like interested in some sort of more long term goal with dating. I have realized that I but I do want male companionship. I realize that it's I'm more comfortable talking about this sort of stuff than I have ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a good thing um, for me. I think it's a good positive development. No. Um, but so Mike Rapine came up. And he a lot, and then the girl called this next week and was like, "Oh my god!" That she's like, "Oh my god, I'm dying! Like, I'm absolutely dying! Like, I love that you told the micro penis thing. Like, people are responding pretty well to new sexual malls." Uh-huh. Um, are you a size queen? No, uh, not really. I enjoy. I mean, there's so many different personalities that come along with penises. I mean, penises have their own personality. Uh, mine is very like. <laughs> Oh, wag. Mine is like wags. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He just bit me. Like, what the hell, penis? Um, Um, I'm not a size queen, but I find that there's so many different personalities that guys have based on their penis. Like, mm -hmm. there are those guys that are kind of homely. Well, like, really, you know, just fugly guys. And they're jerks. And they're, like, really just too confident. They always have a big dick. Yeah, it's like, you know, that guy's dick is down to his knees, and he can be that way. (laughs) And then there are these guys that are gorgeous and wealthy, but they're, like, too nice. Yeah. And it's usually because they have a small one. And it's so sad that guys' personalities can be baked down to our dicks. But, I mean, they kind of are. I mean, my personality is like my dick. Like, if I'm into it, I'm really into it. And if I'm not, I'm not. Like, I'll be in bed. I don't even care. Yeah. I uh, have a friend who has a kid, and I'm... Their kid was running around the apartment naked, and she was like, look at that big old thing. And I was like, what? And she was like, we don't want him to have a complex. We never want him to have a complex about his penis or his penis size. Like, we always are very like, wow, like, look at, like, you know, look at how great you are naked. And I'm always just like, I'm like, that's an interesting approach. They're they're giving him too much confidence. Maybe, possibly. Yeah, that guy's going to get arrested. No, and then he, like, when he has his first partner, like, so disappointed. I mean, who knows? Maybe. Yeah, that's true. Your parents who give you overconfidence, you're not helping your child. When they're like, you're the most beautiful. You can have it. You're going to be the next movie star. And my parents were like that. Like, they were very supportive. Yeah. But almost too much. Like, at some point, you need to be like. Um, you're too fat to find love <laughs> and you need more range if you're ever going to be a singer. Like, right. they have to be honest at some point because otherwise you just won't work on shit. Have either of you ever had an experience where, like, you know, you're about to, like, get down to it and it's, like, too much? You're like, the I pain? yeah, I can't, I can't handle that. That's too much. Maybe when I was, no. Maybe when I was, like, first starting, no, no. Um, no, no, I mean, because you can do, I mean, look at my hands. I mean, these are ham hocks. I have huge hands. If anything else, I can do that. My problem is, my problem is really that I'm too cheap to pay for the dentist because I've cracked two teeth on tortilla chips. 
in my back. And so that's like on dicks. Well, but I don't want to. I don't want to like stab someone's dick. You know what I mean? Oh, with your like, yeah, you're crazy. Yeah, I don't have a vagina. I mean, there's only so many options. You know, my butt's not one. Right. My butt was not born like well, that. Well, Countess Luanna's is getting a lot done with that extra set of teeth that she has that Sonia was so concerned about. <laughs> Do you remember when Countess Luann revealed that she's Native American, so she has an extra set of teeth? <laughs> she's so crazy. These bitches are so crazy. <laughs> I love that. I love Real Housewives of New York. And That's Sonia's like, you know ones. how you use the roof of your mouth as a guide? And I'm like, Sonia, stop. Like, you have an 11-year-old daughter. Like, this is going to get back to her at boarding school that you're But in. wasn't Luann like, I know, Sonia. I know, Sonia. You think you're, the, you think you're teaching the you world about how to use carefully. the roof? <laughs> like, <laughs> I also don't think Countess Luann, like, gives blow. It's not, I don't think she doesn't give blowjobs. I just think that, like... Guys, oh, want- she gives blowjobs. I mean, I'm sure she's like, can't, I'm sure she's down, but I feel like most of the guys that get with her anyway just are just about that vaginal penetration. Yeah, you know, I get jealous sometimes of straight guys that it can just be that easy. Yeah, that's true. I feel like a lot more prep work goes into being gay. No, it does. And like, I've like had friends. I saw. I recently witnessed two of my gay friends like kind of like t- one talking the other off of a ledge because he was basically like. Unless you walk around with a butt plug in your ass every second of the day, it's never going to be comfortable. He's like, don't let people fool you. He's like, there can be flukes like where like you just are a naturally stretchy person or whatever. He's like, but for the most part, he's like, unless you're walking around with a butt plug in your ass all the time, like you're never going to just be ready to fuck. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Yeah. I think girls are just so much better at faking things because straight porn you know, like the anal. This is so gross, but you started it. I know. Like, if no, you this ever, bitch did. If you ever watch anal stuff <laughs> on straight in straight porn, the girls are like, "Yes, they're yeah, like, they love I it." I mean, screaming, and they're so phony anyway. Yeah, you know? yeah. But they're like, "Oh my god, yes!" <laughs> like they just won something. And then you watch the gay porn, it's and the, they're like, "It's Ow. Oprah's favorite things." <laughs> They've been selected for the favorite things audience. And you've got anal. <laughs> and you, I love anal. <laughs> but yeah, the guy, the guy porn, and you know they they have some real slutty guys in porn, obviously because it's porn. Sure, but even those guys, I mean, even the even the hardened pros are like, Ugh! like they have a face. It's just like, ow, ow. Ow, ow, ow. And there's, like, a whole sub-community that, like, also, like, gets off on the face, like, thinking that that person's in pain, like, turns them on. And it's, like, no, they're genuinely in pain. This isn't part of the bit. That like, is, they're genuinely yeah, in pain. Yeah, that is uh, – that's one of the the trends that I'm really not liking of the modern era. I think everybody's watched so much porn that they're like, well, I'm just sick of penises and vaginas. So – I'm going to watch someone get peed on. Yeah. Or I'm going to watch someone get strangled or slapped. Have you heard of, like, the facial assault porn? What is that? It's just basically, like, it's, like, a hardcore blowjob video. And, like, it, but, like, basically there's lots of, like, slapping and degrading and, like, just, like, getting your face slapped with dicks and, like, cummed all over and, like, shit, just shit like that. It's called facial assault. And basically they just, like, make you choke on their cock. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I was making out with a, a guy once after Gay Pride. I was, like, stumbling home. And I was like, yeah, he's hot. You know, at <laughs> yeah. least I can get a make out on Gay Pride so it won't all be a loss. Yeah. And so we're just, like, standing on the street corner. And uh, he goes, hit me. And I said, what? Mm. He said, hit me. I'm not going to hit you. I, look at my hands, you know. And he said, no, hit me. So I kind of did it laughing. And he goes, no, harder. 
I end up just smacking the shit out of this guy like multiple <laughs> times on the side of the road, which was not a turn on. It did feel good. I mean, I ain't going to lie. Yeah. Just hitting someone. Especially when you're like, you <laughs> respect yourself good. so little that you want me to hit you. Like, that's how I interpret that sort of thing. Like, when a guy's just like, yeah, like, fucking call me a bitch or like something like that. I'm just like, why do you hate yourself? Like, yeah. I mean, I will, but only because you hate yourself. And I find that intriguing and sad. Yeah, and whatever it makes happened me hate to like you. positive affirmation. Yeah. Why makes- do I have to be a stupid bitch? Why can't you be like, you can do anything you want? Mm. You know, you deserve the world. Mm. You can be richer. Mm. Like, I don't, I like don't get, I, I'm, I'm not interested in like dominating someone to that extent. Like that disgusts me. I don't need to control someone like that. I no. don't want to control someone. No, I don't because want it's the like you feel like you're over raping them like or that. something. Like, like it you, feels like you're they're not it, and it's also hard to be it's also hard to understand someone that's like dying to be disrespected. Yeah, I feel like I get disrespected pretty regularly in life. Like I don't need it. <laughs> I don't need it. There was it in a line bed. like that um in Transparent in this recent season because she was the one of the woman characters was having trouble finding someone to be at her dom. And the reason why she was having so much trouble, one of the other, like, someone in the community was, like, women get it enough. Like, <laughs> they don't need to have a dom. They, yeah. like, the world does it for them. Yeah, yeah, I can see a woman wanting to be the – I can see it all, really, because, I mean, everyone's sexuality is so all over the place. Totally. It's just not for me. I've only punched somebody one time during sex, and it's because he spit in my face. And I had oh, never heard of I that, like okay? that. That's, like, when that all started happening. And – he spit I in my a, face and I punched mm-hmm. him. And he was like, what the fuck, man? I was like, who does that? Why would you spit in my face? Like, I'm not getting your diseases. Like, I'm covered like I'm one of those people in E.T. coming to take E.T. away in the bodysuit. Yeah. Know? I'm like covered. I'm I'm triple wrapped in saran wrap. I've got all these condoms on, you know, because I don't want to <laughs> die of that. I mean, I've already got probably heart disease, lung disease, everything else. So anyway, he spit at me, and I'm like, "Why? What would make you think that I want your spit in my face?" Right, you idiot. I like, have a no, no one's face ever done that rule. To you? I have a no face. Oh, we, oh, the fact that he thinks that, that, that that's that's, that's a man. Normalized. Was he young? Was he younger? Yeah, yeah, little, yeah. I'm, and then not that's young, the thing. young. I mean, he was in his thirties. But these guys that are even like a little bit young, like a little. Most of the time, guys who are a little bit younger have a strange fucking relationship with porn, especially guys now. Like, your average guy has such a fucking strange relationship with porn that he doesn't even know that that shit's not normal. Like, Mm -hmm. I had someone slap me across my face while we were having sex, and I burst into tears. And I was like, why would you do that? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I was like, I don't don't know. I'm like, why would I I want you to slap me across my face? Like, this is the most intimate thing that i could be doing with another person mm-hmm. like why in the middle of that would i want to be humiliated and be slapped across the face like you don't even like you don't hit women like and it's it's, 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 fa- it's, it's my it's like my and it face gets you used to things um that you shouldn't be used to like in gay porn i don't know how much you guys have this but in gay porn there's like a lot of plumber porn like okay the plumber is coming over i get a boner when the plumber comes over like my penis has learned that that's when you have sex and it's like some old russian guy who hates me and smells like monday you know he smells like in real life when the plumber comes over you kind of get i can't help but yeah any service person the time warner guy like really anybody come to work on my house i'm like I want to fuck this guy because I've seen it in porn Literally so much. Literally anyone with a tool belt. Yeah, really. Anybody I is just like, oh, I have a wife, like but I'm just fixing your toilet. I'm like, okay, let's fuck. 
Okay, I never even fucking thought of it like that because I do also get like whenever I know someone's coming over, like wh- whether it be my pest control guy or whomever, like I'm like, I hope he's gonna be cute. Like that'll be like so cool if it's like a hot guy and like I get so like, what if this is my soulmate? Like I literally go to like wild places and I'm like, Molly, you're getting fucking a cheesesteak Postmates to you right now. Like <laughs> that man handing you that that cheesesteak in a Postmates bag is not going to be the love of your life. Like you need but to. But you never know. You need, I love <laughs> 80s movies where anything like that can happen. And but it's here's like the you thing, look at them I and then you know. realize that they're, you're in love. You know, maybe it was the plumber. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was the plumber the whole time. I mean, I don't know. A plumber's slightly hotter than a Postmates driver because I'm just like, what's your real job yeah i feel like i want you to want more i went out with a 42 year old guy recently who was who was driving for postmates and i was like what's your like game plan like what's your next what do you want to do next he's like oh i don't really know i got yelled at for that one time for saying you didn't know what you wanted to do no for saying what's oh so because everyone in la has multiple jobs you know like oh i'm a writer oh okay so do you wait tables or yeah yeah but he was uh he was in real estate but not like a real estate agent. He was working at a real estate company doing something. And I said, oh, so that's cool. So what are you in L.A. for? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, mo- usually people move here to do something, you know. Right. Be a director or an actor or whatever. Like, what's your thing? Just asking casually. I wasn't judging the guy. And he was like, you know what? Not everybody has to want something like that. And I don't appreciate you making me feel like I don't want things. And that, that makes me feel like a loser. Maybe I just want to work in a real estate company. And I was like, that's fine. I, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And like also just, my thing with the Postmates guy is like, is there anything less temporary than a job in like a gig economy situation? Like the app's going to crash. It's going to go bankrupt. You're going to fuck up a delivery and like lose your job because someone rated you one star. Like, that's not really something to rest on. You know what I mean? Real estate is at least a little bit more like, oh, so you've got a job. Like, that's good. That's good enough for yeah. me. But, like, also, yes, this is LA. For, I do think you're kind of a freak show nightmare person if you decide to move here just because you want to live in a major city. Like, this is the worst city. I always sound like, go to San Diego. So go and to I San love, Diego. I love the weather. And I love all the people that I've met here, actually. But, yeah, to just be a normal person and settle down. I mean, maybe in Burbank, because I feel like every time I go to Ikea, I see, like, happy people and families and stuff. That's – I do have, a like, a very strict rule. I forget who I was – I think I was talking to my accountant about it yesterday when I was saying, like, I, you know, I'm thinking about the bigger picture of my life. Like, what if there's some horrible scenario in which I never work as a writer again? Like, I never sell another script or I never do – what? like, what if – what if last year selling a script – was a fluke and like that never happens again what if i don't get staffed like i don't even know if i want to staff but like what if i don't get staffed like i could i have to start thinking of other ways to to work on my income and i was like the only thing that makes sense for me is to try and invest in something out of town that i can go to sometimes and that i can rent out the rest of that time because i can't be here for too long like if i'm here for more than like a month without even just like a day trip out of town or like a long drive out of town I go crazy. Oh, yeah. I hate the – I hate that – it's not the people I hate. It's the fucking energy because there are – there's just a certain energy here, which is why I move all the way up and lived all the way up in a hill in Glendale is because I don't want to be in West Hollywood. I don't want to be – I can't be around that fucking crazy energy all the time. And it's like you can't be around that many people who are either successful or desperate to be successful Mm -hmm. all the time. It's just – it's an energy vampire. Yes, it sucks your soul out. Um, a lot of people, 
you know, when you go to high school and there's always like the popular kids who were told by their parents, like that you're the prettiest and you're the richest. And so they were just kind of those dicks. It's like everyone from those towns moved here. Yeah. So that's what you basically deal with. 90% 90% of the time, it's I feel the, like. It's the hottest person in your school that's the most deluded, as well as the weirdest person in your school. And I would yeah. definitely be the weirdest person in my school. And, like, a couple weeks ago, I was at a thing, and I saw my senior class president. And she was, like, at this thing, just walking around, like, shit-talking, like, doing just up to her old fucking antics. Like, mm-hmm. she's a girl who figured out that she was, like, had a really good body, like, going into junior year. And then by senior year, was just on, like her full skank. Mm-hmm. And then she moved out to LA to become a quote unquote model or something. And I ran into her and she's just like doing her, her, her thing that she does. And I'm just sitting there thinking like, what are you doing in LA? Like, can you go home and fucking plan our high school reunion? Like you promised <laughs> when we elected you fucking senior class president, you stop like being like the biggest fraud of all time. Like it was just so sad. Oh man. Uh, so micro penis is a, so micro penises. Oh yeah, girl. Well, we'll talk more about them if they come up. Yeah, I'm glad you're liking it, Psycho. Let's take our next call. Hi, Malls. Hi, Christina. Hi, guests. My name is Andy. I'm 26. I'm calling from Chicago. I'm looking for advice on what to do when a fuckboy truly out fuckboys himself. I've been very casually seeing this guy since September. Um, maybe like twice a month, we'll hang out, hook up, whatever. Uh, Last night I went over there. I haven't seen him for probably a month or so. And I go over last night. We do what we do. Um, when I'm getting ready to leave, I am cleaning up our glasses. We each had a drink. I'm carrying them to his sink. And I see that there is a glass with lipstick on it in his sink. So I asked him, whose lipstick is this? Just to see his response. Um, he deflected. Wouldn't answer it. Straight up asked him, who the fuck lipstick is this? And he says, a friend. And I said, a friend, like, we're friends. He deflected again. I asked how long it's been in his sink. He said, a week. And I'm like, oh, you didn't do your fucking dishes for a week? Um, So I just kind of laughed without really saying anything. Um, I don't care that he's hooking up with other people. I've hooked up with other people. We talk about when we hook up with other people. So it's not that I'm upset that he is hooking up with someone else, but was she there, like, that same day, the night before? Did he wash his sheets? Like, just kind of grossed me out. And then he just lied to my face. Um, So do I just leave it alone, leave him on red whenever he texts me? Um or do I call him out for lying? Again, I don't care that he hooked up with someone, but just don't lie to my fucking face. Anyway, please advise. Love you guys. Bye. Well, what do you expect? Like, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I've been in your position before where I've hooked up with a fuckboy that I knew was a fuckboy and was definitely fucking his way through all of fucking Mid Wilshire. But like, <laughs> I <laughs> definitely also like, but I would go to his house and like, snoop around like looking for like a barrette or a bobby pin or like a letter from a girl and i would just and every time i would go i would do that because i was trying i don't know what i was trying to prove to myself i don't know if i was trying to prove to myself that maybe that stuff didn't exist and so therefore i was the only one when i knew factually that i wasn't um 
But I also want to throw out there sometimes, especially straight men. I mean, sometimes I don't, but especially straight, of course they don't do their dishes for a week. Yeah. I, our answers to that were totally opposite because when you said, you said, you left that in there for a week. I mean, that would be my question. Like, you ain't even going to wash a damn dish. Oh, really? Are you like a dishwasher? I thought you were like sloppy I just know too. that in a week. No, I'm sloppy. But if someone's coming over that I like, right. I have to wash my dishes. It's like a sign of respect. I don't want you smelling the water that's now somehow magically turned to cheese in my sink. Yeah. You know? Like, <laughs> I respect you. I don't want you to think I'm disgusting, even though I really am. Sometimes a guy will be like walk in the house and I'm still washing my dishes. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just washing my dishes like I do every day. Like, yeah. I'm like, this is called me making an effort. Yeah. Also took a shower today, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. But um, I don't think, but I think this guy doesn't. I don't think that there's this illusion. That, I mean, I'm guessing the girl was there earlier that evening. I think he was doing a two-a-day, like high school soccer practices. Oh my God. I just can't even imagine <laughs> wanting to do it. That just sounds so hard for me. It sounds like so much work. Oh. I hate exercise. Um, I mean, I like it the first time. Not exercise, but I like, I like having sex. But, I mean, then it's over. You know, I don't need it to keep going. But there, okay, so she said she's like 26 or something. Yeah, oh, well, like that's, that's yeah, the yeah. age then that like then you're doing a two a day, yeah, especially if you're a cute guy that like knows that you can have, you can set up this. I mean, it sounds like she low key resents the the relationship dynamic. Well, yeah, you definitely care. You definitely care. So you be care. honest with yourself, yeah, because you you call the show and everything that you talked about, you, you care, and you're not bad for caring. Like no. everyone wants to be like, oh, we're in this new era where everybody can fuck everybody and no one cares and whatever. Totally emotionally detached. No, you're not. Yeah, and, and by the care. way, in my twenties, I cared so much. Like I was, I couldn't even imagine a scenario in which that like sex could be a transaction. I couldn't even imagine it, and I've really only gotten to that place in my life recently. And I'm not even sure I feel that way because Ocean Boy upset me, but yeah. like. Ocean Boy, I mean, we also, like, conversed a lot and, like, had a, a friendship before. So I also was like, fuck you. Like, you think you're better than me? Seriously. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't uh, – what, what what's her question? What does she say to him? What does she do? Yeah, she's basically like, should I let it go that he that he did yeah. that or call him out for lying? I'd say you have to let him go because – you have to let it go because your deal with this guy is that you don't care. Yeah. So you can't suddenly start caring. And you're not wrong for caring. You're yeah. right for you're a human being. You know, it's not just if you don't care who he has sex with, that's one thing. Right. I can see that. But having him having sex with someone makes you feel like you're not special. And when you're with somebody, you want to feel special. That's human nature and you're not wrong for feeling like that, and it means you're not a fucking sociopath. And you're also not wrong for wanting that from somebody else and expecting somebody to step up to the plate if that is what you want. Here's a question I have for her. Did you judge the color of the lipstick? Like, because I realized that I w- I remember an ex of mine, we were, like, really fucking serious. Like, two months in, we were, like, already told our parents we were getting married and shit. And he was out of town for something, and he asked me to go to his place and get something for him out of his nightstand. And I went to his place, and in the bottom of the fucking nightstand, there was this cheap-ass Forever 21 bangle bracelet. And I was just like, not only do I know that you fucked other bitches, but I know you fucked tacky ones. And I'm pissed. <laughs> and I was rip shit. And it was also just like, it's like, 
you don't want to be with a guy that's going to fuck a girl with a mauve lip. Like, you know, like, and that's like that. It's like, oh, you, oh, you view my vagina on the same level as for a forever 21 bangle. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm Hermes, baby. Like, yeah, back that's off. Valid. Like, it's fucking real. That's valid. And that means you care, though, by the way. Yeah, you need that someone with you similar, care. you need someone with similar taste levels, you know. You can't, you can't be thinking your man would be just fine with some $5 hooker off the street. And you, you also can't lobotomize yourself and be like, oh, I'm not going to care. Like, this is different. You know, like, you, it's like you're basically asking to do, you're asking yourself to do something that it sounds to me like you're very quite clearly not capable of. And as you said, it's okay. Like, yeah, not okay everyone can like have him. a transaction for, you know, that sexual transaction. Just realize that you, that it, just admit to yourself that it does mean something to yourself and be okay with that and have an honest conversation and say, look, I was bothered by that. I don't know why. Do you want to date? The only way you can, I think you can say something to him about it is if you, if you agree beforehand and you stick to it that you are never going to fuck him again. Because that's, mm-hmm. I mean, because it. Or cause, you have to be willing to not, like when you go into that conversation, be willing to not. Well, no, because the thing is, is it's like you either say to him, like, I can't have casual sex with you anymore. And this is why it's because there's I'm I'm seeing physical evidence of other women in your house and it hurts me and I feel cheap and I feel like you don't think I'm special. And I realize that I needed to feel I, I realize I need to at least be with someone who can feign that I'm special. Like, and that's also something for you to look at. You know what? You don't have to like, you don't have to fucking be cool with this, dude. And if you just, if all you're wanting is for someone to show you a little bit of basic decency and respect, like, you know, I I had another guy that I used to date that would always have his fucking iPad propped up on a pillow on his bed. And I'd be like, that's a jerking off position. Like, you just fucking watched porn and jerked off before I came here, which is fine. Like, I get that you watch porn and you jerk off, but can you at least dismantle the setup before I walk in the fucking door? Yeah, have some respect. Like, that's just basically just being like, that's like just basically like leaving lotion and tissues everywhere and being like, what do you think this was? Like, it's just like, I know what it is. And I know it means that you fucking pleasured yourself before I came over here. So one, we're not having sex tonight. And two, you don't even have enough fucking respect for me to dismantle your fucking jerk off setup. Yeah, hide that, it, at least trust hide me, it. That iPad got thrown off a balcony during a peak of one of our fights because I had so much fucking resentment towards that iPad <laughs> by the end of our relationship that I was like, you know what? Here's your fucking, you see your jerk off machine right here off the fucking balcony. Like, learn yeah. how to fuck your girlfriend or break up with me. Like, this is disgusting. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. Uh, yeah, like an otter case on it so it wouldn't even break. Uh, oh god he really loved that bitch yeah he really fucking <laughs> loved it he had we put more time and care into protecting that bitch than he did to me but like whatever well i mean you're gonna be relying on your ipad to make you come for the rest of your life i mean that's really a relationship Also, your right brain there. is fucking broken like back to our original conversation <laughs> these guys their brains are fucking broken like if you do not know how to have sex with your girlfriend and would rather just quietly masturbate that usually means you are a cerebral narcissist. And a mm-hmm. cerebral narcissist means that their dick stops working once they realize that, like, they've committed to something greater than themselves. Their their dick literally well, cannot I've work had, under that pressure. You know, I would love to throw that stone, but I get that because I'm a guy of this age. And, you know, the way that it's set up now, especially I think being gay, you know, but how it's set up, sex is so set apart from love Mm -hmm. it always has been for me Mm -hmm. so that when i am actually looking for love it's separated and my penis doesn't necessarily know what to do i mean when someone's being really nice and like loving i love it but it's a different 
I'm not like, yeah, I'm mostly like, let's lay on the couch and I'll pet your stomach. You know? Right, like, right. Like it's a different thing. And that's a skill you have to learn. And whenever I'm dating somebody, lot. yeah. And when I'm, da- when I'm dating somebody, I actively have to turn the iPad off, mm-hmm. start thinking of, like I have to like start imagining in my head, which is awful, like what a horrible way to masturbate. <laughs> but like you have to like come up with things in your mind and like actually have nice things. And it's almost like retraining your penis. And it's really obnoxious to have to do every couple of seasons. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not, yeah, I, I do think that that's something that like, exactly. Like guys, if you can't perform in your relationship sexually, you need to put down the fucking iPad. Yeah, it's time to like reprogram your dick. There are whole Take subreddits breaks. on Reddit about that. About taking breaks to be able to perform sexually. Well, there's sexually. one called No Fap, which is just like guys just stop fapping, you know, to like get their mind back. And they all swear they're like supermen now, you know. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of them like that or like porn addict things where it's not necessarily that they're addicts, but they're just used to that for their pleasure because everyone's getting pleasure now by themselves with a the computer. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But then still dating 10 people or whatever. Fucking assholes. I'm so over people. I'm like really everyone just disgusts me. Like yeah. literally go drown in your emotional ocean. Like I don't care. Seriously. I hope someone ties a brick to your leg. <gasps> take your iPad with you. Yeah. Take your iPad and fucking swim out there with a nice cinder block on your ankle and I'll <laughs> see you in my next life. Um No, and that is honestly why I know my soul is like on its second to last life. Oh, really? You like, think your soul is that old? I think my soul is so fu- – I'm just so just like – yeah. It's like honorary Oscar time for your soul. Yeah. It's on, it's on, <laughs> Drag malls up yeah, on the stage. I'm, I'm going like, to be done oh, finding done, bodies guys. after. I'm going to probably – this one's going to die. I'm probably going to find one more body and fucking play that shit out and then just my soul will be done. It'll go up and become a star like Jean <laughs> Benet. Do you think anyone – do you think Jean Benet has been reincarnated? Oh, good Lord. Who would she have even turned out to be? I mean, do you think she would have turned out to be just like a normal girl who, you know? What if she's like Elle Fanning? Oh, oh man. That could be. That's a good one. I don't like to think of who she'd even be because well, she was your a first white privileged girl like, in her last life. So what's the opposite of that? Christina well, was a bear. <laughs> you were a bear in your past life? We had a, our parent. Apparently, we had our psychic friend on, and he said something about like bears for Christina. He said or, that I was working with animals in some way, or yeah. maybe I was an animal, and one of them was a bear. And I Aww. and I I lived a in a very snowy condition. That's what he said. <laughs> I weird. lived in like a very snowy condition, which makes sense that I was reincarnated as Irish because the reason why Irish people have drinking problems, um, historically, is because we were so fucking cold and we lived in uh, holes in the ground. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got some Irish in me, too, and I'm never cold. <laughs> I'm always hot. What's, I just found out your full name is what? Rondel? Rondel Wadea Karam, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what are you your, what's your ethnicity? Um, I'm half Lebanese. Okay. And so then... that's Wadea and Karam. And Rondel is my white, my white side. My papa's name is Rondel, and my mom's name is Rhonda. Are you guys, like, you're Irish and what else? Lebanese, that's all I really know. Um, okay. My cousin did a, one of those Rondel. genetic tests where you send your spit in and they like give you yeah. a, you know, results. And she said she had a ton of stuff and just very little Lebanese. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't did know what I Did you see Demi Lovato tweeted that she was 1% African and then like had to make a... 
Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I left my ringer on. Who does that? Oh, no, it just like said a woman's voice. It was v- Vicky Gumbelson going, gross. Uh, is that your. Is <laughs> gross. Yeah, we make ringtones for Watch What Crappens, and I put, put them on there sometimes. That is so funny. Um, uh, Demi Lovato, I don't care what race Demi Lovato is, what percentages she has. She needs to close her mouth when she sings. That girl is going to get bugs in her throat. Oh, because she opens her mouth so big? Her mouth opens bigger than Ryan Seacrest's entire head. And Ryan Seacrest can open his mouth, like, probably to hear, like, it's a lot. Like but that girl, I saw her singing on the Grammys. She was doing, like, the cruise boat number, where they're like, here's all the shit no one wants to see. Put Demi in charge or whatever. Mm-hmm. Her mouth was gigantic. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Demi Lovato, but that girl must get bugs in her throat. Yeah. Well, I think we answered that question. Do you want to take another call? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Malls and Christina. I'm 29. Not going to say my city um, or name just because I the, this question, you'll see why. So I, I have to leave my job. I work for the state um, that I live in. I used to work in investment finance, so I was lucky enough to save up quite a bit of money um, to support myself if anything ever happens. And I have a good, you know, they always say have six months or have a year, whatever. If you have to leave somewhere, you always have a certain amount in the bank. My main question is my job is soul sucking. It has, it has actually turned in from like a pretty decent job into a cu- like a cubicle farm um, situation I never expected to be in. Um, I'm also in graduate school. I finish in December. Um, the grad program I'm in is actually just something more that I'm interested in. It's not necessarily going to lead to some amazing career. I have ideas of what I want to do, but my question is, do I leave this position without having something lined up since I, since I am able to take care of myself right now? I know that I will find something else. I mean, within a few months, I can't even imagine, even if it were something part-time, just bringing in my rent right now, like while I'm in grad school, or do I absolutely just like stay on this soul sucking job. I mean, truthfully, I could cry leaving this voicemail. Um, I'm, I took a vacation this week to get away to assess this. Like I was losing my mind. Um, my boss is crazy. She sabotaged me getting a position that would have been 25,000 more dollars a year because she wanted to keep me on because she's retiring next year. So she wanted to keep me on, um, and told the hiring manager, um, that she just really, really wanted, didn't want to lose me right now. And it's a good thing. It's like, she likes me, but that was so stressful as she actually encouraged me to apply for that promotion. So it's just, it's just not going to work. I can't work in that environment. I can't work this eight to five environment. I can't do it. I'm a creative person. Um, and I have a lot of really good, good job history, good recommendations, everything. Do I quit without having something lined up or do I absolutely have to have something lined up? Um, for me, I, I love the idea of having something lined up just so I know I'm not just dipping into that savings, even though I have a year's worth of savings, which to me is still scarily like not a lot of money. Um, and I don't want to sound crude because I've also been in a position where I've had no money before and have been completely stressed. So I'm just very fortunate to be where I'm at. Can I just go ahead and quit this job and just pursue my endeavors, everything else I'm working on. I have a lot of really good things, a lot of really good people in my life, a lot of really good leads um, that I believe would lead to something quite quickly. I just, I cannot go into this job. It's, I'm not even, I just, I can't do it. I'm an adult, take care of myself. I have great benefits. This is, it's breaking my heart. It's like killing my soul. I don't know what else to say. If anyone's ever been there before, I'm sure you can understand. I know one, Smalls, you were like, I would 
could not sit in a cubicle or in, in an office job. I just, I cannot do it. I cannot do it anymore. You guys, please advise just, can I leave and just know that something else is going to come up in the next like couple of months? Or do I just, I have to stay until I have something lined up. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Christina, love you. You're amazing. Malls, appreciate you. Please advise. Well, because of that, I'm not going to let Christina answer any of your questions. <laughs> so fuck off. Um, look, here's my here's my little life lesson. Whenever I think I've got money saved up, there's an emergency that happens and I have no more money left. Um, I really I'm not kidding. Like I I'm not going to tell you to quit your job or not quit your job. I'm going to ask you to listen back to your call. It sounds like you really fucking want to quit your job and that's where your heart is and your gut is there. Your gut instinct is there. I personally have trouble telling people to quit jobs because I have been in positions where I thought I was the shit and I'm like, I'm over this. Like I can get another job in a second. It's not going to be a big deal. Like this place is like ruining my life and like I don't want to be there anymore. Like I feel I've been soul sucked at a job before and then literally like six on the other side of six months later, I'm so fucking tired of like you know, struggling or feeling broke or worried about the next thing that's going to come up and I start to romanticize the past and think, was that really better than having a chronic 24-7 fear that I'm not going to make it? Um, Yeah. I worry about the fact that you're in grad school and that you have loans. I do think that you don't need to have a job necessarily lined up. I think you need to have been actively looking when you quit. Like, you, first of all, you should always be looking. Like, I think that that's as long as – Yeah, and there are different personality types. I mean, when I've done that in the past and just left something I was really hating – my personality is a type to be like, you know, I deserve a break. I've been working my ass mm-hmm. off. I hated that job. I'm going to look for a job next week, and I'm just going to vacation this week. And then the next week comes, and then the next week comes. And then the, and I basically do what I need to do when I'm completely broke and I need money. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I spring into action. And then there have been times where I've done the look for the job first. Um, I can tell just from what you said in your call that you are not that kind of person to be able to be comfortable. I mean, if I have a bag of potatoes, I'll figure out how to make fucking great potatoes all week and be fine. Cause I'm so fucking happy to be in my house, but you don't seem like that kind of person because you've already said like, you know, but then what if I freak out? I don't think you'll be able to enjoy it. You'll be stressing out the whole time that you don't have a job. Um, so at least spend your weekends getting your resume together, sending it out, talking to headhunters and doing all that as your fun time. And then, you know, maybe the stars will line up. Yeah. I think that, I think that that's definitely what you should do. You should at least be deep into a searching process. And like, I wish that you would use more of this past week that you had taken off of work and just kind of like really clarified your thoughts. It seems like you already had a pretty good grasp on to start looking for other work. Um, because if you're going to take a whole week off your job because you hate it, probably would be the logical thing to do. But mm. I also understand you're probably mentally and spiritually exhausted. I've been there. I've been in jobs that have absolutely sucked my soul and were toxic to me as a human being. And when I quit at the time, it seemed like the right move. And in retrospect, it was the right move. But there are periods of pain where you're like, yeah. I – Cause look, I'm the that way too. Like I can be poor. Like I can live off of like potatoes and like you know one case of beer a month. Like I can live off of that yeah. shit. But like I know something about myself, which is that I that living in fear is and living with like a constant weight on my chest. It's uh, it's 
It's yeah, that brutal. is no good. And when I was on Two Broke Girls, I drove home because I remember I was the only person who had had a sort of recent experience with brokenness. Uh, very recent, as in the day before they gave me the job. Yeah. And I was the only person who had had that experience. And I just remember driving home to people. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, being poor is physical. Like, mm-hmm. it physically hurts to be that poor. Yeah. Like, to never know if you're going to be safe or if things are going to work out. It is it's it's a it's laborious it is but it also gives it teaches you what you can do and like things you could do with no money yeah (laughs) but you're at that age i mean 29 is that age where it's time to learn to say this is what i want and i get that my because i'm sure you've asked your dad or your mom because that is something you total that's totally something your dad says like you have to have another job before you quit this one. And so I know that that's the advice you've been given. But it's not really about your job. It's about you being able to say, I hate this job. I want to go. And I'm 29 years old. And here's the worst that can happen. I could go through all my savings. Mm-hmm. I could have to move in with my parents. And I would have to do blah, blah, blah. Quick grad and school because you can't I've got afford the it. balls to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. And it's worth it. Because when you're asking people who are plugged into the cubicle life or just the normal life of, well, it sucks, but this is what you got to do because this is life. You don't have to do that, but people will t- tell you over and over you're making the wrong decision, but it's not theirs. It's yours. And if you want to quit, get the way of us to just say, I'm quitting. Fuck that. And I'm confident that I'll find something else and I'll get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're 29. I mean, exactly. You sound 29 is intelligent. It's like it's 29 is very borderline. Like for me, that was a big tell that I needed to leave a job when I had turned 30 years old. And I was like, I'm 30 now. Three mm-hmm. zero. Like I have to think about what the next layout, the next rollout of my life is going to really be and what it's going to feel like and what it's going to look like. Yeah. And um, I wasn't happy with where I was at. It felt like a life that was suited for someone who was more in their 40s or something like I, or someone with children or something like that. And I just was like, I don't have those stakes. So why would I give up on myself? And I understand that, too. My only thing that I really worry about is the fact that you're a student still. And that you probably have a lot of student loans and debt over your head and that you're also studying and have further things to accomplish within that academic situation before you can fully quit it and break free. Yeah. Um, and that would just be a concern for me. And and look, I, I, I think that you could like just – I always re- reference home goods for some reason when I'm thinking like you could just go get a home job at home goods. Like go do that. But think about what the monotony of that job would be and if that is similar to cubicle life for you. Like what is the alternative to this sort of job? Is waiting tape – because like I think you can make fantastic money as a waiter or a waitress. I think everyone should at some point do a job kind of like that. Like growing up catering was huge for me. Like I know how to do that stuff now because I grew up doing it. And working and deal in a with restaurant. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. And working in a restaurant in college was huge for me. And my mom was a waitress my entire life. It's a good fucking job and you can make good money there. Um, but you have to think, what is what is the opposite of cubicle life that's still within your reach as a full-time student and someone that you have some money, but I mean, like, are you going to want to wake up and be a waitress every day and iron your shirt to go work at the steakhouse if you have $100,000 in the bank? And also and – that's, that's rough work too. You come home tired from that. Girl. Yeah, that, uh, that's not that's not a job even – that's not really – I mean – Yeah. A lot of people can wait and should wait for as long as they can. Wait tables, I mean, not wait. Yeah, I did it until just a couple of years ago. It was a good job, but it is hard to – 
I mean, I guess it's any job really is. Yeah, it's and physical being, and and you're on your feet and like the, I, my mom. I remember my mom was like, "I'm 30 something now. I can't do. I can't wait tables anymore. Like I can't. Like even my mom was working at some of the best restaurants. She's like, I just can't physically do this anymore. It's fucking a grind. And I've been doing it since I was 16 years old. Yeah. And like I'm good at it. But what's the next phase of my career so it doesn't have to be so fucking physical? Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I just have to. I want to know from you what you think the opposite of of a cubicle life is. Yeah, whatever choice you make, just be sure to have confidence in yourself and know that, be proud that you made that choice, even if it turns out to be wrong. The worst that can happen to you, I can guarantee you, is not that bad. You're going to be fine. It sounds like a girl who's going to, like, get her ass up and get on the phone. Yeah. You know? And also, what's your goal with grad school is my question. I don't understand what your career goal is. Um, and I kind of feel like I need to know that because if you're going to quit this lucrative job that honestly, if like you're working in that sort of field or if you want to work in that sort of field anyway, what job do you think is going to be better than the one that you have right now in that world? (sighs) Oh, um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Good luck. Good luck, girl. Yeah. Good luck, girl. All right, you guys. So. And by the way, fuck you for that Christina thing. That was a really low blow and super weird. It was super weird and aggressive. <laughs> Appreciate you. Don't get mad. I'm not mad, but it was just, come on, it was weird. Christina, I love you. You're the best malls. Appreciate you. I mean, it's just, I mean, if someone said like, Christina, I appreciate you after like praising me for 15 minutes, I'd be like, Excuse no, that's me? usually how it goes. It's just like, hey, Christina, malls, I love you. You're the best. You're amazing. You're, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> I, mean, I, I appreciate like, getting. Why is she can, you, in the can you just? Can you just get like? I like look. No, here's the thing. I agree, I agree with her that you're great and I love you, but you don't like kind of like low key diss the host after. <laughs> you don't lead in with like, "Hey, you're so great. Appreciate you." <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Well, look, I'm. I Christina is the best, and I love her, but you don't know her to say that. Okay, so <sighs> fuck off. The caller is like, okay, Christina, um, I would come in from the ocean for you. uh." (laughs) Christina, I'm I'm calling. Can you just can we just do this call? Can you just call me personally? Thanks. Miles doesn't even need to hear this. Bye. (laughs) Please, Christina. (laughs) Please, Christina is the new podcast. (laughs) Um, All right. All right, you guys. Uh, That was enough. Uh, for this week, Ron- Rondel, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> People can find you from on your amazing podcast, Watch What Crappens. They can also find you on Rose Pricks. That's your yeah, bachelor hell one. Yeah. They can find you on, are you just Ronnie Karam on Twitter? Uh-huh. And on Insta? Yep. And, um, dude, we might, like, I don't know. We're talking about, we're trying to figure it out. We want to do a show in New York, and we want to do a show in Austin. That's Ronnie and I talking with you guys IRL about all the favorite shows that we all watch. So Hell yeah, we'll do it. If you are in New York, and in particular, that's where we, we're a little bit challenged for a location at the current moment. If you're in New York and you own a place or you know a place or work with a place that would host a, maybe 100 people at most, we would really love to. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. We want to keep it small, keep it intimate, and then just charge the fuck out of you for take. I'm just kidding. Um, we just need to cover our plane <laughs> I ride. I paid $900 to see a podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine? All right, you guys, thanks so much for listening. I'm Moss Christina Lopez. Hey, K Lopez on Snappy. Christina Lopez on Twitter, Instagram, and anything else you want to say? Appreciate you. <laughs> Fucking asshole.
Um, you guys, you're thanks, great malls. Thanks. I, I mean, no, I know I am. I just, I wish, um, the girl from the state house knew about it. <laughs> bitch. Um, just kidding. <laughs> appreciate you. All right. Bye you guys. I appreciate you. Have a good week. <laughs>